I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik, live from Las Vegas. It's Super Bowl 58. We're in Sin City. Morale is somehow still high right now. We're presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. And we're excited because it's happy hour, guys, all week long. DraftKings is going to feature a new happy hour boost that's going to be live from 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. We just hit 5 o'clock Eastern. So you got the first happy hour boost now live on the DK Sportsbook. You can bet the first team to reach 10 points in the game boosted to plus 150. So tune in to us every day this week to find out the new happy hour boost. Head on over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Someone else that loves a good happy hour. Yeah. Oh, Stu Gatz joining us I love us a now. good boost. Yeah. <laughs> loves a boost. Loves a Stu Gatz, you've been winning this week in Vegas. You I, don't need a boost, man. You are the boost. I got to tell you, I love blackjack. I play it because it's mindless. I, even I yes. can add up to 21, yes. okay? And so I just like it. I don't like to think too much. You right. guys know this. You yep. know me very well. Craps is not for me. Roulette is not for me. Blackjack no. is my game. But the key is one-on-one -on -one with a dealer. You have to find an open table. Do you really? See, I hate one-on-one. One-on-one one-on-one guy. I'm yes. not. I don't want the responsibility of being on the last seat. Oh, I, oh. I take the anchor seat all the time. Really? Why? Because I love the anchor seat, and I have no, I, and here's why. 
I trust myself with the moves that I'm going to make, that, right. that I play. Okay. I don't want to sit there and play the right way because, <laughs> listen, all I ask of people at the table is do what you do consistently. Like me, I hit 16 if the dealer shows seven or higher, right? And no matter what, yes. I'll do it consistently. Right. It's, it's those that are on 16 and like, oh, what am I feeling this time? What does my gut say? Just, just do something consistently. It's all I ask. So I want people at my table to do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> yeah. It's their money. I don't care. At the oh, end wow. of the day, you're right. That's why I don't like the responsibility of the last okay. two seats. Okay. Because right. if everyone's got face cards, dealers got a four, and I got a six, if I want to hit, I'm going to hit. So you don't. Why get, should I you, lose? You don't get ticked. <laughs> you, you, you don't get ticked off. There is an I in team when it comes to students. <laughs> you, you don't. You don't get ticked off if you. You're in the beginning, and, and the anchor has a four showing, and the dealer has a five showing, and the and the anchor hits. Oh, I'll shred them. Are you kidding oh, well, me? Okay. <laughs> and he I, says and, that. And now. I have a face card. Yeah. <laughs> he says that now. Put him in that situation. Yeah. Stu Gatz is exactly. going to turn the table. But quickly. this is why when I play one on one, I eliminate all of this. Right. Ah, I don't have to worry about the guy to my right. I don't have to worry about anyone. On that's that's yes. impressive, though. Yes. I just I just never think you can win on a consistent enough basis one on one. You know what? It's Stu Gatz is clearly disproving. Yeah. Good and for you. Stu Gatz, now, you're like you're the one doling out Sage Radio Row Vice and, and Vegas <laughs> advice. People like, Levitard's coming out here. You guys have the shows over at Circa Thursday and Friday this yes. week. How nervous are you about Levitard being in the Super Bowl environment? Uh, it makes me really nervous. i got to be honest. He hasn't been here since the Jacksonville Super Bowl. Oh How long God. ago was that? What game was that? Do you remember that one? Jacksonville. Philly. That was Philly. And it uh, was, yes. It was, was Philly, Philly. Yes. And I remember it was miserable weather in Jacksonville. I yes. never want to go there again. It was for a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl 39. Yeah. It was the Patriots beating the Eagles 24 <clears> 21. Yes. This is a man when the Super Bowl was an hour town, thought it was a good idea to go to New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I followed the fan reaction when the Saints won a Super Bowl. So I'm nervous for Dan. I don't think he knows what he's walking into. Well, the only thing is, is he's not going to deal with Radio Row well, here because you mean, guys are going to be. So he thinks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've got them lined up on 19 local stations oh, already. <laughs> Stugatz, what is the secret to winning Radio Row? Because you are someone who, you're home. You were out here a day yes. early before everyone. Yes. It was wide open, silent in this room, and you're just here finding little. I thought you were going to sleep here. What is the secret to being the best at Radio Row? Uh, well, listen, I learned from the best, from Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Mm, doggy. Because he is the mayor of Radio Row. He and I have had this discussion. Now, he will hand that over to me at some point, okay? Uh, but I have followed in his footsteps. First off, getting out here, preparation is key, okay? So you guys know this from playing football. you got to be prepared, right? So I like to get out here when no one else is here. It's completely empty. I get a lay of the land. I know where people are sitting before they know where they're sitting. I oh. talk to all the reps. I talk to agents. I talk to everyone. And hopefully it will pay off over the next three days. Huh. That's what you have to. You got to come uh, out here okay. on Sunday. If you don't put the work in, then your week might go to hell. I mean, I'm, that's that's, that's a, pretty oh, impressive. Stugatz put yes. work in. What, what, what I've I learned. I just happened to get here. What, right? what, <laughs> what, <laughs> it was the most expensive flight, the flight you could justify. Right? Yeah. What, what <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I always search for the most expensive flight. Not what exact, I've learned, especially with Dan's bag. What yes. I've learned from doing shows here, but then also having to go do interviews. If I have some schedule, cool. But if not, keep moving. Yes. Say if you're saying hi to people, or whatever. Keep moving because you stop. That's when they come around and say, I, I get the people, hey, man, oh, Mike, nice to meet you. I listen to Mike and Mike all the time growing up. I right. love what you guys did. And yes. then there's that moment of silence that I wait for, and it's like, 
do you have a few minutes? You know, right, yeah, to come you know what's coming. Oh, yes. Yeah, but yeah. so I, I think day one, <laughs> that's really funny, Mike, because day one is laying of the groundwork. There's no one here. Yeah, right? right. So, but Tuesday, it starts to get a little more crowded. Wednesday and Thursday, we know, yep. is going to be big. But that's the key. Keep moving. Bobbing and weaving. Finger points, finger guns. Finger guns. Nodding of the head. Oh, yeah. In fact, I gave this advice out on social media, and as I'm walking through here today, uh, a bunch of producers are going out of their way to stand up. But they're not walking with me. Right. Finger guns, nodding of the head. And I'm like, that a boy. That's keep it, it moving, though. Let's keep it moving. Because they're about to ask me to come on their local exactly. radio station. 100%. And I'm like, hey, I got your lemon tour tomorrow anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's going to be over. It's going to be great. Stugatz, are you excited for this Super Bowl matchup? There's been a lot of people that have said there's a lack of juice around a game that's a rematch from four years ago. How? And teams that yeah. have been here before. It's Patrick Mahomes, like, chasing history, right? It's... It's two storied franchises. It's the last pick in the draft versus maybe the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Like, I think the storylines are great. Uh, I would have preferred Detroit getting here just because they turned into America's team. But if you love football, like, there is something about certain teams colliding on a football field, and it just feels right. If the Niners and Chiefs doesn't feel right to people, sure. then what does? This uh, is like our Golden State yeah. Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers yes. from that one stretch in the NBA where yep. they played every year in the finals. Uh, uh, exactly right. It's like seeing Notre Dame. You got. It's like seeing Notre Dame play USC every year. The color, it just makes sense. They it's are football. the right colors. Yes. That's oh, true. God, they are the right colors. Yeah. It's a classic matchup, though. But, but then we also, what we get is, because there's so much time to go over things, I think the biggest line is is people jumping on, is Patrick Mahomes already the greatest quarterback ever? No. Or And if he's not, is he number? The bigger question is, is he number two I, right now? I just is, two guys is didn't he, even wait. No, is no. he? And I agree. Well, Listen, Mahomes agrees. Uh, Mahomes yes. exactly that's right. That's what he's got to say. But, you know, that's what he's got to say right, in that yeah, spot. Is right, he like, right, right now right. the question, the second best quarterback to ever play the game? I, I mean, do you think he is? No, I think that's Montana? just a, that's a knee-jerk, a knee-jerk reaction at times, I think. But, I like, I've done so much work with both of you. Mike, you and I have had this discussion. You would tell me that Dan Marino might be the – You don't, do the, ring, you don't the, do the rings thing. No, I right. do not do the rings so thing. So, wait, either. if we're not doing the rings thing, then what is this conversation about? <laughs> I thought that was the whole point was longevity and rings and all this stuff well, that no. Pat couldn't do. Long. You guys are saying the rings don't matter and it's production and talent and Long. all those things. Pat has more of that here's, than any quarterback that we're going to talk here's about what, Here's what I talk about, though. I do talk about longevity. I do talk about that. But not rings. I, I think I do. I hate putting rings with the quarterback position. So I, if he doesn't I don't need rings, like then how it. is it not Pat? It's not Pat. Pat may be what he does in the pocket is incredible, but, I mean, let's give it a little more. Can he do this? Dan Marino did it consistently for, for you know, a long time. 16, 17 exactly years. Exactly right, yes. close to two decades. Tom did it for two decades. Joe did it for, you know, close to two decades. Let's give it a little more time. You you do that and, and stay at the top like that, and then I'm willing to go down that road. At his best, you get one guy for one game you need to win. Are you picking anyone but Pat? Oh, God. I'm picking Tom. I'm, Tom, I, I may take Joe or Dan. I mean, I, I'm not saying I take them right now over Pat, but the, the, I could. I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh God, it's Pat." Pat's great, and the the thing is, Pat, the amount of time he played that he's already in that discussion says a lot about him. But my God, what Dan Marino has done, what Montana has done, I mean. It, it's incredible. So to go one game, what Tom has done, what Peyton Manning has done. Right. I mean, to sit there and say one game, I'm taking Pat right now. What Pat's already done, and he's 28. I okay. know, but why are you shocked by this? He's very much a team guy. Like, if you think back to those Niners teams and, and those Dolphin teams, 
Marino didn't have it. Mike knows this. No running game. No. Montana had Roger Craig. Yep. Now, Marino had receivers. He had great receivers, Mark right. Cooper and Mark Clayton. So, and Joe obviously did. But the defense for the Niners was a lot better than the defense for the Dolphins. Yes. The Dolphins even was bad, but he had a running game. If you put Marino on the Niners, I think Marino might have like six Super Bowls. I'm not joking. Oh, listen, and I get all that, but I guess that's my point about Pat is, yeah, he had Tyreek Hill and Andy Reid coming into the league, but right. he walked in and You're immediately right. he was the one winning these games. It wasn't like Brady where he was along for the ride early on in his tenure. Those were teams led kind of like the Chiefs now where they've reversed into right, that. They right. backed yep. into those teams. Yep. But Pat came out the gate and had to be the dude tossing 50 he touchdowns did. for yes. them to win. He yes, did. and this year has been different. But I, I, and Mike and I have discussed this as well. I will tell you, this year will feel different if they win because the first two years, the three Super Bowls they got to, they were expected to get there. Right. He was supposed to win, and he won to his credit. This year, going on, beat the Dolphins, going on the road to beat Lamar, going on the road to beat Josh yes. Allen, mm-hmm. and then beating yes. the Niners on a new – like that, that's that going to put him at a whole new level. It, it yes. is. And, and like I said, Mike, look what we're doing right now. We're already talking about him with the all-time greats. And I think that's where we can be right now. Right, six but, years in. But, yeah, but, but to, <laughs> to sit here and, and, and say right now, is he the second greatest of all time because we're doing the rings thing? Or if you had one game to play, is he the guy – and I'm not going down that road yet. I'm yeah. just not doing it. I'm not there yet either. <sighs> well, man, it's, it's very weird that I'm the one that he feels like being this hot either. I'll tell you that much. I, I, I do mean. think part of this also goes to we always like to defer to the thing that feels like it's ours, and Pat feels like he's mine. Right. Yeah, like, you're that's right. the cool part okay. about it is right. in my lifetime. Yeah. Yes. I grew up in New England. I grew up in Connecticut as a kid. I was there for so much of this. But Pat now is an adult. I've watched the entire life cycle of this so closely yes. that selfishly I want him to of be course. there. Of course, and I feel like Brady is mine right yeah. so like Brady but your dad we have to defer to your dad here like he played against Dan Marino he knows how he is I played against Dan Marino Steve Young Joe Montana John Elway I mean man I mean we just can't discount what those guys did Brett Favre Aaron Rodgers even Gosh, I mean I those mean, are the, Mike one then, game to then, one, I'm not certain I wouldn't take Aaron and then, like prime Aaron and Ooh. then go to, go to Peyton Manning and Indy and, and before he yes. had the Marvin yeah. Harrisons of the world there were some of the receivers we couldn't even didn't know who they were he was making them great yes. and they didn't have the greatest defenses back then they were getting their asses run on all the time but Peyton was elevating them now if you take Brady you might have to say well Okay, I'll take Eli. <laughs> Think about the three quarterbacks Brady lost to. Yeah. Well, two. Yeah. Eli twice Eli and Nick twice. Foles. And Nick Foles. Nick yeah. Foles, I say. But that's his point, Mike. Yeah. That's his point. I think that's your point. Yeah. It's a team game. Yeah. Like your is. dad is all about it. It's a team game. He is all about it. I know team your dad game. better than you do. I, it, feels, <laughs> I, it feels weird, but at this point, you kind of do. I want to get to this with you, Stu Gatz, while we've got you here. Yes. We could do quarterback rankings forever. Oh, forever. But I thought this, high, this, this particular headline was tailor-made for you. <laughs> this was the sound of our good friend Diana Rossini on the Athletic Football Show <laughs> oh, talking about Mike Vrabel and why he did not wind up with a head coaching job this cycle. Let's listen to this. Do you know I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me Vrabel's physical build, that he's a very large human being and can be very intimidating to to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions, and that is a factor. Wow. That's amazing. So I love this first and foremost because we all know Diana Rossini. We love Diana Rossini here. Shoots from the hip and off the cuff right here. Yes. Dad, I have to start with you. You golfed with 
yeah. Mike Vrabel out in oh, time. He, he was the no, caddy. Start with the caddy. Yeah, okay. oh, yeah. he was the That's caddy. Because your dad's caddy. not intimidated by anyone, okay? So I'm walking with your dad. I'm yeah. walking with Ray, uh, Ray Romano. <laughs> and all I kept asking your dad was, I don't does Vrabel like me? I don't, he's <laughs> very. I, Diane is right. Yes. He's a very intimidating man. And, and hits the golf ball so far. Oh my, oh, he's so far. Hit it further oh. next time you see him. Yeah, he is. But, <laughs> but, because because Andy Reid is large, but he's jolly. Different. Yeah. Different. Yes. But I. Dan I will, Campbell, hot seat. Oh, right yeah, now. Yeah. Too I, big to be a coach. I would I say. Do, I do think part of his physical makeup is what makes people so surprised Dan Campbell had success. I do. Uh, yes, and 100%. I think yes. When we had Mike Lombardi on, the, or we were talking to him, I, I, I agree, or was talking to him, I agree with one of the things he said about Vrabel, that in today's NFL, it's more collaborative between management and coach. Right. And you got two guys in Bill Belichick who's, you know, got two hands, he's wearing rings. How are you debating him on anything? And you have Vrabel who the word, you know, the thought the word was that he butted head sometimes with management. He is a large dude, can be intimidating. I don't know how much that is a factor, but if he's not as collaborative and that's the direction we're going at younger GMs, that maybe that is a more of a reason of why he isn't a head coach. It's kind of interesting. I never even <laughs> It never even dawned on me. Like, but now I'm putting it all together. Like that man intimidated me on the golf course. He's the yeah. number one. He didn't do it purposely, by the way. He's no. just an intimidating looking guy. And that's the yes. point, is yes. he just he has that strong, silent type yes. demeanor. Yes. He does get along well with people, but he's also been a guy that's been at least in the top three when we do the coaching cage match conversation yes. every oh, July. No doubt. But by the way, I would tell that GM, like, get over it. He was also winning with Ryan Tannehill. Exactly right. <laughs> right. It's exactly right. Honestly, if you if I were Mike Vrabel and I heard this headline that someone said, You're literally too big to coach, you wouldn't be able to tell me a damn thing. I'm too much of a hoss yeah, for you to yeah, feel right. comfortable having me. I yeah. intimidate you that much. I'd be 10 foot tall and all, bulletproof. Hey, all, all I got oh. all I got to say if there's a GM or anybody in management who's intimidated by him, you know what I tell them? Get in the gym. Right. Yeah. yeah. Weight room. Go, go, I'll go, stuff go, go you in a locker, yeah. nerd. It's funny because with Mike McDaniel, Dolphins coach, it, like when they started to lose some games, Dolphin fans were like, hey, he doesn't look as cool as he used to yeah. look. He's, just, he's, he's too like, small he's now. Dirty. Why yeah. do I see his ankles so much? He is kind of tiny. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Oh, it's, it's why Dan Campbell, it's been so fascinating watching everyone try and lump him in with the NFL conversation around yes. analytics yes. and everything there. When it's just like Alex Anzalone, who I love is phenomenal. The linebacker for them, long blonde right. hair, looks like a Dan Campbell-esque type player yes. in there. And I saw this quote from an article he did in the Players' Tribune when he was asked about Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down. And he says, on fourth down in that situation, we're always going for the kill. <laughs> that mentality took us from 0-10-1 to the NFC Championship game in just a few seasons. Honestly, if anything, when we decided to kick the field goal in the first half, I was surprised then. <laughs> like, he's just built this whole yeah. football team well. full of dudes that are constantly walking around with a bald fist waiting to punch somebody in the face. And, yes. and we try and make that math. Well, yeah. And while, that, <laughs> while, while, that, while that's cool, I do believe they're making wrong decisions at times. That being said, did you see that the, the the, the, is it the gift, whatever, of Dan Campbell on The Price is Right? Oh, with the 95. Oh, my God. I'll just go in. The spin spin again. Drew, yeah. Drew, I'm going to spin again. Because <laughs> everyone stops at 99 cents, right? Uh, oh, they got us. I mean, I mean 95 cents, you're trying to get to a dollar. Uh, Billy yeah. loves that Dan Campbell has become the face of analytics. Like, that guy. I mean, oh. it's Billy's favorite thing in the world because Billy likes anarchy and he loves chaos. Billy, our producer, uh, on the Levitard <laughs> show. Uh, but it is funny. I don't think Campbell's applying any sort of math. It's no. just I'm tougher no. than you are. <laughs>
That's exactly right. I'm the toughest coach in this stadium. We have yeah. somehow made the old school football yeah. guy into the most scared, <laughs> cowardly, yeah. hyper-conservative decision maker yes. out there. Yes. And Dan Campbell's being penalized for people because he wants to go and win yeah. and because he believes in his players. That's insane to me. Yeah. And I agree with Billy, by the way, every year at MIT, they do the Sloan Sports and Analytics Conference. And I said, numbers people, if you're smart, you invite Dan Campbell. Yes. You make him the keynote speaker. You bring him in. You dress him up. You make him your nerd king, and you embrace this and rebrand the entire thing. I think for you give him, I think you give him naming rights. I think he becomes the Campbell oh, analytics <laughs> with Dan Campbell. Analytics. And give just, him an honorary doctorate from MIT. And they just say, "What were the analytics that made you go for this?" He say, "I got no analytics. I just told our guys go punch him in the mouth. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Bite but, a kneecap. But sometimes it, you know, it hurts him. Like he does it too oh, much. It does. I, I agree. Does, I agree. Does it too much. But yeah. yep. he, Gojo loves it. I I know you love that he goes. Oh, with, I do love yeah, it. Yeah, but sometimes you get to go by field. I, sometimes you, you do. I, he went. He went by field. There. Yeah, but this is how you lose your team when you put them in losing positions. When your decisions are the reasons they lose, that's how you kind of lose a but, team. But I want to talk about Jägermeister, Dad. What do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. All right, what better way to start off the week in Vegas than with a couple of Raiders here, Jacoby Myers, Aiden O'Connell from these Las Vegas Raiders on behalf of Bounty, which you guys are going to be tough guests to top for everyone the rest of this week here. Have you gotten used to just the constant aroma of wings following you from the Bounty House? Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'm in love with it, though. I ain't mad at it at all. Not one bit. Aiden, for you, I mean, this right up your wheelhouse here? Yeah, it started pretty early, um, pretty early around (laughs) breakfast time. There we go, breakfast um, wings. Which is great, room temperature breakfast wings. But, no, wings are wings, so we're excited to eat some. Absolutely. And for you guys and Bounty, I mean, great partnership here. What do you guys have going on with them this week? Man, Bounty is definitely important to football. If wings are important to football, then Bounty got to go there step by step. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah, I think just, you know, getting messy with the sauce, um, eating, eating a lot of different wings, which all of America will be doing this week, um, and we're joining in. Exactly. Heavy wing consumption this week, and it's in your backyard. I mean, for you guys, first and foremost, being out here in Vegas, Jacoby, you've got more of a purview of this coming from outside and being in New England. But for both you guys coming in and actually having football in Las Vegas, something that no one thought was possible for so long, what's the experience been like? Man, it's been great, honestly. Like, I love the city. I love the organization. I love my teammate. I just love everything about it, honestly. It's been real cool. 
What was your thought when you got drafted and you're like, all right, I'm going to Las Vegas. I'm going to be part of this historic franchise. What you expected versus what you got when you were here? Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I grew up in the Midwest and went to school in the Midwest. So to come to Las Vegas is a, is a culture shock for me, uh, a lot different than where I grew up. And so, um, yeah, it was awesome to, to know the pride um, behind the organization. I think obviously it being in Oakland and um, in L.A. before and um, for it to be here, I think the fans, I'm, I'm sure Coke can attest to this, are there's a lot of loyal fans that have been loyal fans for a long time. And to have this event also now crash landing in this place where you guys are used to going to work around here. You know, you go and you have your normal cadence here. I know it's early in the week, but what's it been like seeing the Super Bowl all of a sudden crash land in here? Man, I know traffic getting a little heavy, <laughs> heavier and heavier every day. You know what I mean? But it's cool, though. It's, it's going to be a great experience. I feel like we started off the week with a great opportunity to be here. So it's been real cool. So for you guys, you had a really interesting season this year. Obviously, a coaching change happening in the mid-year. No, certainly no one wants to see that when you come in and you start your season. But, Jacoby, I want to start with you. I'm going to eat a wing while Jacoby. Yeah, I was going to say, please, yeah, feel yeah, free yeah. to dig I'm in, fellas. I don't want anyone to feel like they got to Make you sure we get the paper towels out here. Are you a ranch or blue cheese guy, both of you? I'm ranch. Okay, there we go. Right. So, I'm neither, actually. Yeah, that's really? Yeah. I'm neither. Oh, yeah, wow. Sure. All right. Well, welcome to the right side of history, Jacoby. I appreciate you, that. A, ran a ranch man of class over here. So while you guys munch on the wings here, you can take a bite here. Jacoby, I'll start with you, though. Mm -hmm. Antonio Pierce takes over. Guy, former player, obviously been around there on the staff there. What was that initial message from him when he took over the helm as the head coach this year? Mm -hmm. I think he really wanted the guys to show up and be who they were every day you know what i mean like no days off everybody be you but then at the same time go out there and play the right football that we knew we could play like we had a bunch of talented players but it just wasn't showing up on the field and on the film so he just really wanted to pull it out of us how ready for those victory cigars were you like what was the planning like going into that because that scene after the game after that win yeah. was one of the iconic images from the season so walk me through the planning process of the post-game cigar when did you guys call your shot on that yeah I definitely was not in the committee of, of planning I don't know if Cobes was mm -hmm. um I think that was spearheaded by some of our other teammates and, and coaches but um glad to be a part of it uh, it was an awesome experience yeah that was a, a whirlwind everything that happened so quickly and for us against the Giants to get a good win and for that to happen it, it was a great memory and now when the news comes down that they're taking the interim tag off, that AP is going to remain the coach here, what was your first thought? Uh, happy. You know, I think most most guys um, can agree and I think hope, hoped and expected that it would happen. So d definitely happy that it happened. Definitely. And I'll say the same exact thing, man. I was happy just that he got the job, he got the chance to prove it. And like he said, a lot of guys in the locker room wanted that opportunity for him. No, absolutely. Well, and speaking of opportunity, I, I want to get your reaction to the opportunity that this guy took a hold of this year. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo comes over in the offseason, and you sign this deal, and unfortunately, injury becomes part of the story there. And so for Aiden, when he steps in, what was your thirst, first thought when you know, he brought him into the organization and he got yeah. this rookie here to when all of a sudden he gets on the field and starts making things happen? Man, it really started in preseason. We kind of we watched him not really knowing who he was, what he was, but just to see him go out there and handle preseason the way he did, we, we knew that he had some talent to him. So when he stepped in for the first time during the season, it was like, all right, let's, let's go. Like, it's time to do what we got to do to help him out because we knew he would bring the talent into it for sure. Aiden, what was the welcome to the NFL moment for you? Do you remember one? Uh, definitely against the Chargers um, in my first start, and that was, I think, week four. Um, it was actually a pass to Cobes I had, and it was a, a concept where I got back to Cobes too late, and he was open, and I, I got strip-sacked. And so there was, unfortunately, a lot to learn in my first start and uh, a lot of my other starts after that, but that was definitely a tough moment for me. And then 
Um, it was against the Chargers, and like we said, to, to come back and eventually beat the Chargers again later in the year was awesome. I said, what was the thing you felt you improved most on during the course of this season coming off from that? I think just um, what it takes to be comfortable in the offense. I think all the all the work that it takes throughout the week to feel on Sunday that I'm I'm ready to go in each play that's called. I'm I'm not, you know, it's hard when you're in the NFL for the first time. You're you're seeing new concepts for the first time, and so I got to. Um, test myself and quiz myself throughout the week so to make sure when I get to game day I've seen it multiple times. Jacoby is a veteran how do you approach him in these moments where he's going through this process for the first time trying not to overload him but also being a resource what was your approach? I feel like I just had to be the same person you know what I mean like it's already a lot to step in as a rookie and play any position but to step in and play rookie quarterback in that type of situation I knew he was going to handle it fine. I just wanted to be the best player I could to help him in that situation. Well, it, it clearly worked out very well for all you guys. The back half of this season and the job you guys did was really impressive here. We are at the Super Bowl here this week. Obviously, you guys hope to be playing in this game sometime very soon here down the road. But we got the Chiefs team you know very well in the division, certainly, and then the San Francisco 49ers. So as you guys look at this game, who do you think wins and what's the biggest factor? I mean, seeing that we got to play the Chiefs two times a year, I'm going to say the 49ers. You know what I mean? Just there we go. Because I don't like the Chiefs. <laughs> That's a fair point. Okay. I'm, I'm with Cole. Same, same thing. Yeah. 49ers, 49ers here. All right. And I feel like I know the answer to this because of what's sitting on the table. And for those that aren't watching us on DraftKings Network or on YouTube, a plate of delicious wings accompanied by the bounty paper towels here. Go-to snack for Super Bowl viewing. Come on, man. He's right there. Wings He's all day. Got to have the wings. Got to have the bounty. Yep. Got to beautiful well fellas we appreciate the time here excited to go over i'm trusting you guys are going to be like my plug when i need to go over the bounty house you'll get oh, me man. taken care tell, of tell behind the velvet ropes yeah tell me all right yeah. perfect appreciate it fellas thanks so much the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? Hell yeah, you are. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And in addition to the normal game lines, we've got a bunch of fun props in here. Even the Taylor Swift variety that you're looking for. 22. Any quarter to have 22 or more points scored, that's plus 400. The Karma prop. Travis Kelsey to have zero receptions and the 49ers win at plus 3,000. Ouch. Shake it off. The 49ers to score first. The Kansas 
Kansas City Chiefs to still win at plus 350. You get the picture. You can check out all that by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code GOJO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Gojo and Golic, where it smells very much like cigarettes and cinnamon. <laughs> it said Las Vegas smells like it's trying to hide something at all times. I never quite thought of it that way. It just feels like, you know, that smell when you walk around. Like, Dad, you should honestly know this smell very well when you blow up a bathroom in a house somewhere. Whoa. And then you use whatever they've whatever got to is. smell good right there yeah, in the vicinity. Yeah. And so the next person walks into the bathroom, and when they smell a sm- strong whiff of lavender or cinnamon yeah, or one yeah. of those or potpourri. We know what we're hiding. Yeah, you know they didn't just do that for fun. The only bad thing is if the potpourri mixes with your smell, and it turns out to be even worse. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, uh, your own brand combined yeah. with that brand it's not necessarily a cute brand right there dad so uh we're gonna try and continue to digest that smell for the rest of the week and uh see what it does to the human condition which (laughs) is terrifying to think of in the meantime dad speaking of the human condition we obviously have spent a ton of today talking about football right we're gonna spend a ton of the rest of this week talking about football but there was some interesting basketball news that popped up today that's sort of the culmination of a conversation we've had a lot this year clay thompson getting benched by the Golden State Warriors. He was left out of the closing lineup for the second time in three games in Monday's win over the Brooklyn Nets. And he admitted it's been really hard dealing with this. And, Dad, we've kind of seen this slow move for a while. Klay Thompson came out after a game earlier this year and said Steve Kerr had talked to him about his attitude and about how the way he conducts himself affects the younger guys on this team and how important he still is and basically about aging gracefully but seeing this now there's one thing to hearing that seeing it in the abstract and another thing to feeling that hit of pride that comes with knowing you really aren't viewed as what you once were by anyone around here but most notably yourself that's got to hurt in a very different way listen when you're one of the best and you're going to the hall of fame that's the way you want to end your career right and we've seen it over time with other great players that ended up in the hall of fame who want to keep playing and end up on different teams sure and fans are always like just retire just retire and my my thought process has always been hey if you want to put in the work in the offseason whatever sport you're in and you still have the heart and the gusto to play that sport go do your thing right but i and i know it's weird to see a great in another uniform though and we're not talking about that here bottom line is we're talking about the greats that still think they can do it not ready to give it up and they see the writing on the wall and it becomes a reality then when the coach all of a sudden you're one of the guys not only in at the end of the game but counted on to have the ball in your hand to make the winning shot yeah you and steph curry and now 
you're not even on the court. You're sitting there and watching. So that has got to be mentally such a tough blow for an athlete. His numbers this season, he's averaging 17.1 points per game, which is his lowest average since his second season in the NBA, shooting career worse of 41% from the field, 37 from three-point range. And, Dad, this is humbling for me because you mentioned Torres ACL in game six yeah. of the 2019 finals, Torres Achilles yep. a year later. He turns 34 on Thursday. Yeah. He is my age, yeah. and yet we know in the world of sports, and I joke about this all the time, I have a deeper appreciation for this now as someone in my mid-30s who has to foam roll and do all the stretching every morning just to get ready to go to Pilates or go to Orange Theory, what these guys have to do, spending their whole lives. It's why when you hear guys like J.J. Redick in our business now talk about how meticulous they were about their routine, not only with what they do getting shots up, but the way they take care of their body. What we've seen from LeBron James, it gives you that deeper appreciation because every passing day, even without injury, it gets harder and harder to replicate the thing you were. We always talk about athletes who are coming off of an injury, older athletes, and say, man, should they just retire? But again, your pride gets in a way that says, I'm not going out that way. I'm coming back. So this isn't an injury situation, but you wonder where it's going now. The position he's in is, do you think about calling it quits sure. or do you say, I'm not going out that way. I'm not going to be the guy sitting on the bench when the game is on the line. This is going to make me bust my ass even harder yep. to kind of be that guy next year where I'm one of, the, one of the counted on guys like I've been for most of my career. It'll be an interesting scenario. And he said, you know, physically he feels fine. He yeah. said mentally it's not really the same case right now because it's a lot to swallow. He's been happy for the young guys in his team. He right. certainly supported them. But everyone has a choice to make when it comes to how they're going to respond to that. Are right. you comfortable being a guy that rides it out? We saw plenty. I mean, Vince Carter towards the end of his career was not a guy that was doing the things that we were used to early on in his career, but he wanted to be a part of those teams. He wanted to go out and chase certain things that were still important to him. It's interesting for Clay because he's not a guy that's got to hang on to accomplish right, right. anything. He's already had such a rich Hall of Fame level tenure in the NBA that you wonder how that affects the decision-making going forward versus wanting to stomach being a back end of the roster guy because you're chasing a ring that's eluded you your entire career. So, again, it falls down to what do you want to do? Knowing full well if you come back and play, if it is still with Golden State, because we have said this before, at least I have, I think this is the last year of them. Remember, sure. they're, they're, a, they're a game or so out of even being in, in – in, they're in 12th, the 12th slot right now, I believe. So, I mean, they're... Yeah, Golden State's in 12th right now. They're 22 and 25 yeah. in the West, so they're tied or just underneath the Houston Rockets and just ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies who have been abysmal this so season. So, are you still looking to be that, uh, that guy and play next year, even if you know going into the season... This is what I'm going to be. I am I am not going to be one of the guys counted on, even though you may work to try and change that, but you know that may be an inevitability for you. It will be interesting this offseason of what happens to him. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating, and you and I were both guys that were back end of the roster guys trying to hold on right. any way we could. That was the lifestyle. That's the mindset right. that right. you have. It's so different when you're a guy that's arrived that feels like you should mean a certain thing to the rest of that group, and that relationship changes how he's going to swallow that. The other NBA news, Embiid went under, un, Joel Embiid underwent left knee surgery on Tuesday morning and is going to be reevaluated in four weeks. According to sources telling ESPN, there's a belief the door could be open for him to return. But dad, uh, leading the Eastern Conf or leading the NBA in scoring with 35.3 points per game and what that's taken just to keep Philadelphia in pace with the rest of the top of the Eastern Conference right now. 
this seems like a moment where you can put their title hopes to bed. Yeah, I mean, listen, they were sitting in the third slot for a bit, third or fourth. Now they're in the fifth slot and probably going to fall more. They're clear by three games uh, to the Pacers, who are six. But forgetting just the, the four weeks we're talking about, it's a lower body injury. So initially, Mike, he's not doing anything, right, sure. outside of keeping that, that leg moving and stretching and so you have the, the flexibility in it. But you're talking, even if it's four weeks, now you're talking about getting in, in playing shape. For a big man yep. with a lower body injury to have to sit for a while, rehab, and then come back and hit the ground running because by the time you come back, they're, they're going to be, you know, it's, it's crunching time for you on where are you statistically standings-wise and how quickly can he get back into playing shape to be the guy that he's been for the season. I thought it was interesting. I heard Dominique Foxworth bring this up on his podcast the other day. A guy who was former head of the NFL Players Association was also in the brass for the NBA Players Association, and he said, I would use this Joel Embiid injury if I was a member of the PA as the Trojan horse to try and get this 65-game oh. rule changed. Not even to say necessarily that it's the sole thing responsible right, for it right. here, that Joel Embiid was so driven by his desire yeah. for another MVP or any more of those accolades and not solely focused on the championship that he rushed back too soon. A lot of athletes are already wired to try and get back on the court as fast as they can. There's some of that intrinsic, but from a strategy standpoint, I thought that was interesting to note for Dominique. Very rarely on the player's side, do you feel like you have any measure of leverage? And here you've got a very high-profile, very public figure in Joel Embiid who suffered this injury, and the perception is, hey, it's because you guys put this dumb arbitrary line in that you wanted for awards. I have to think anyway, Mike, that this rule is going to be changed, tweaked, done away with something already. And before the Joel Embiid thing, again, which which the league could sit there and trying to say you're apples to oranges here, you know. Sure. But I, I do think there's been enough pushback on this to think that there's not going to be some sort of changing in this rule anyway. I would hope so. You got one good thing out of the season, in-season tournament. Dope. Yep. Love it. Cool Both. as hell. Yep. Uh, the rest of this stuff, not so much. So we're going to have to wait and see the rest of that. We wish Joel Embiid well, obviously. Mm -hmm. The NBA is a lot better when you've got a seven-foot monster like that that can do the things that he do out there balling and making it happen for his team. Dad, in the meantime, why don't we try and close out the show the way we always do. This, that, and the third. Three quick stories to send everybody off into their day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us. Leave us a five-star rating and check us out here. We're live 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern this week while we're out in Las Vegas here at Super Bowl. We are normally from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll be back from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern next week. You can also start to check out soon. We're going to have a best-of hour version of our show airing on VEASAN on the radio there. So very exciting. Yes. place you know very awesome. well. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. That's going to be coming to your uh, airwaves very soon. So keep an eye out for that with our friends over on the Vegas Stats and Information Network. They do a great job there. And a one-hour version of our show appearing on radio very, very soon. Uh, our thanks to our guests today. We had Aiden O'Connell and Jacoby Myers from the Las Vegas Raiders who joined us now. We had Stu Gotts from the Dan Levitard <laughs> Show with Stu Gotts. Aaron Schatz, the Chief Analytics Officer over at FTN Fantasy. If you missed any of that, make sure you check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can check it out available on the DraftKings YouTube. YouTube channel as well, along with all of our other shows there. Dad, let's get to this uh, as we look at this, that, and the third. This news broke during the show today for us. ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers, according to the Wall Street Journal, are combining their sports rights to launch a new sports streaming service. The service will be available to all ESPN Plus, Hulu, and Max subscribers, and each company is going to own one-third of the process. Dad, they're calling it a skinny bundle. 
Essentially, <laughs> we've seen, you know, ESPN is bundled. Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus. So you get all those things under one umbrella. This one's basically saying, hey, we know a lot of you sports fans are only buying certain streaming. I know people that have YouTube TV solely to watch. Andy Staples, I saw tweeting about it. Solely to watch sports. And now they're saying, hey, we recognize not everyone who watches or has a streaming platform wants to go there for all the shows that right. are on Netflix right. or all the things that we see advertised for on those great Paramount Plus commercials. Let's just make one for sports. Sports fans right now, which always brings me back to the point that I have made forever, is eventually we're going to do enough bundling to just remake cable. See, that's this is just exactly, internet cable. That's exactly that's what all I was we've thinking. got here. That's exactly what I was thinking. When are we going to hit the tipping point of saying we're just it's here? It's a cute name for cable, right? I mean, we're going back to the. I, we got a skinny bundle. It's going to be a fat bundle yeah. soon, and the fat bundle is going to be called cable. Listen, You're going to bind up the bundle with cable. I'm not a very smart man. Okay, <laughs> just cut that. I don't have that yeah. on its own. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you again, clean. I'm not a very smart man, but all the streaming that goes on, and people ask about this, and I said, listen, I talk into a microphone, and it gets distributed sure. somewhere. Okay. But, man, where it's all going now, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, and this has all started with you know, cable cutters going to streaming. And now there there are so many of them that I'm with you. It's just going to be another version of cable. I, 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 Again, I'm not smart enough to understand it all, but I can kind of see the forest through the trees here and, and kind of see where it's going again. A long time ago, when ESPN was first getting started, ESPN had to pay cable companies to be a part of their right. package. And then somewhere along the line, ESPN became so valuable and such a cultural phenomenon said, and so necessary. They yeah. said, hold up. Yeah. And they reversed polarity. Yes. They said, here's what we're going to do. You're going to pay us money now right. or else we're going to take our programming off your platform. And then all of your subscribers are going to look at you sideways. And that was always how cable worked is after a while, right. these cable companies were being pay were paying out for the services of these other companies. And then at some point, the companies that we mentioned involved all kind of looked at it the way ESPN did and said, well, we want to have the stuff that we make on our own platform. And now they're basically completing the prophecy by saying, you know what? We're going to be the ones who make the platform where all of our content goes, even if it's bundled together. And we're going to cut out the cable companies yep. involved in all this. And we're going to be dad now. It's essentially been jujitsu of programming taking place before our eyes for the last two decades. This all makes my head spin. And all it's going to do is make me look at your mother or you oh, God, or Jake or Sydney and just say, what do I turn to now? That is so true. It's what's going to happen. This just made the job of yep. every millennial so much yes. harder. Because we already have to sit there and explain we're to not you how all this works. Gang, we're not going to try and yeah. figure it out. God. My age bracket is not going to try and figure this damn thing out. You have learned all <laughs> the things that you have a desire to learn in my, this life. My head and now is it's going to fall to us, my the adult is, children. <laughs> my head is full. I got no more room in here for anything. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> say a prayer for the 28 to 35-year-olds <laughs> in your life because they just became yep. God's strongest soldiers yep. inheriting his toughest battles. Dad, let's get to that news out of Major League Baseball. Clayton Kershaw announced that he is coming back with the Dodgers. He turns 36 in March. He's going to take his physical at the Dodgers Spring Training Complex in Arizona in the next day or two, and he'll return for at least his 17th season with the Dodgers, though he's going to spend the first it's, half of the year on IR recovering from that shoulder it's, it's injury. It's going to be 16 and a half years, right? Yeah. Because he's going to miss a half year, but they've already signed every other great person to go with it. Now, to, uh, you know, in, in who they've brought in is pitching as well. Shohei not going to pitch this year, though. Remember, he's just going to hit sure. until next year, but Kershaw, I don't think will ever leave the Dodgers. He, he will 
do a bunch of the, I think there's an option. I think there's a, I don't know if it's a team or player option in this one as well, but uh, they are, they are the Darth Vader of major league baseball, right? I saw Mookie Betts talking the other yeah, day that yeah. said, we're going to be everybody's world series <laughs> now and yeah. that's okay. And he's absolutely right. Yep. It's what we always said playing at Notre Dame. I know it sounds, you know, lame to make the comparison and self-serving, but we knew we were going to get everyone's best punch every week. And that's what the Dodgers are going to do. They've tied the bullseye securely to their back Need and someone, they're ready to embrace it. Need someone to hate. And the Dodgers have said, go ahead, hate us. They, and he'll, again, he will be offset because they've got Tyler Glass now, the newly signed Yashinobu Yamamoto, who's yep. going to make the top off of this, in addition to Walker Bueller, who's recovering from his second Tommy Don surgery as well. They signed James Paxson over the offseason. They've got Bobby Miller there as well. So on and on down the list, the Dodgers are going to be ready. But Clayton Kershaw, who we've seen has a bit of a postseason problem yep. outside of you know one real shining moment there, ha has always been a factor in this. But he is coming back. It's nice to see my fellow millennials still making hay. One of the best of all time. Time, certainly, but someone who struggled especially with injury down the stretch. Wish him well. Going to be back out there in a Dodgers uniform. Last one, Dad. Let's get to the third here. Now, this is not super confirmed yet. Um, I believe the source on this. I just want to pull it up so I have this absolutely right. I should have done this before, but that's on me. Uh, we've got news about Devin Hester and his potential candidacy for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Dave. D Dave Kaplan. Dave Kaplan. Dave Kaplan. He's from had Sports Mockery. Heard two from two reliable sources, right? He said, for what it's worth, <laughs> I've been told by two people I trust, Devin Hester is going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame Thursday. It's about time. And, Dad, let me echo that sentiment. The greatest return man in the history of the game, someone who has influenced the outcome here, who was a certified weapon in an area that's a full third of the game, even though we don't treat it that way, <laughs> absolutely deserves to be getting this moment. And I am thrilled if this ends up being Special true. Special teams has been so they're one-third of the game. They've been so denied in the Hall of Fame, and it's a joke. We we have one punter. Uh, we have two kickers, one or two kickers. That's it. we got a return man. In all honesty, a guy that got drafted in my year, late like me, Steve Tasker, yep. one of the greatest special team players of all time. Didn't Wasn't returner, was it that gunner, but played on all the special teams. In my opinion, he's one of the greatest special teamers of all time. They deserve places in the Hall of Fame. I mean, they're in the NFL. They're playing, and they dominate at their position. They do, and I understand with some of those other players involved, there's always that question of how much impact you have on the game. But if the job is, and the line is always, you can't tell the story of pro football without right. blank right. involved in this equation. Devin Hester returning the opening kickoff of a Super Bowl for a touchdown, setting all the yep. records for individual and in single-season touchdown returns in a time where now, because of the way we've seen rule changes here, we're not going to get any more Devin Hesters. You're no. not going to get anybody no, who has not. the opportunity, barring another set of rule changes here. You've got to preserve this guy in that bust in Canton. He was that special. He was that special and deserves to have the goal jacket on so hopefully these reports are right we're obviously going to find out soon who all the uh the hall of famers are going to be and what a great moment for them whether it's in the first ballot or whatever ballot it is man to get that phone call or uh, that knock on the door, man, is just uh, what an incredible feeling it's got to be. Very exciting. Obviously, rooting for Devin Hester, rooting for Eric Allen, your oh, former teammate who was yes. on the show with us yep. talking about his Hall of Fame candidacy, and a host of others. We're starting to get into the meat of my football-watching childhood of the guys that are up and eligible for the Hall of Fame this year, and it's been a ton of fun to watch. We hope that this has been a ton of fun mm -hmm. to watch and listen to here. We are still just getting started Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday oh, this boy. week. It's really going to start to yep. get jammed up. We are wall-to-wall -wall with some great 
great guests, some stuff we've already got that we know you're going to be excited about. So stay tuned. Download, subscribe, rate, review. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.